back, lads and ladettes, to our JJK Chronicles, a Jiu-Jitsu Kaizen podcast. I am your host, Chad. Hello, everyone. My name is Ronaldinho. It is not. His name is Ronnie, spelled with a Y. And today we're going to be covering episode six, After Rain. After Rain. Something about nothing like walking outside right after a good rain. You can smell it in the air. Yep. It's a, little, it's a little humid. That's the one problem about it. You know, you get all that water pulsating off the ground. It smells like burnt rubber from everyone hydroplaning everywhere. You made that up. No, I mean, whenever it's whenever you get really mm. wet outside, people hydroplane yeah. with their cars and they wreck into stuff. Okay, but why do they hydroplane? Because it's it rained and it's wet. Okay, and what is the cause of the hydroplaning? The wetness. Okay, so when I'm hydroplaning, what's happening? You are going across the road, sliding. It would be because I'm in water, therefore I'm sliding because the rubber of my tires isn't actually hitting the road. But then you slam on your brakes while you're doing that because that's your initial reaction. Well, that's what your initial reaction is because you're not a good driver. Well, I'm a very seasoned driver. What you got to do? How many times have I been in front of a judge? Steering wheel. Amazingly, zero. But that has nothing to do with driving. That has to do with you being the luckiest son of a bitch I've ever met. Stop being lucky. Just uh, swerve. So anyways, we'll get to this episode. Or actually, do you want to discuss anything else before we get into the episode? Well, I just want to say, you know, we're coming off of one of the more stressful podcasts I've ever been a part of. Not um, stressful. I, you know, had to catch my breath, stood up, took a walk. It was a longer break than we normally take in between these. You ate about 500 Skittles. We looked through your JoJo's stickers. Oh, dude, I cannot wait to show these people this stuff. It is so good. Thank and you so much. You're and so now, kind. you know, my hard work's done. You're up to bat. I'm just here to react off you. I've got my little notes here, and I'm just ready for a great episode. And I'll say this, too. I'm going to be way more respectful of you than you were to me because what? that's the kind of guy I am. Some people call me Ronnie Respectful or oh, Respectful Ronnie. Thank you. Respectful Ronnie sounds way better than... Well, I just call you the R. So respectful, it's kind of like my last name. Yeah. Last name, respectful Ronnie. Oh, you're talking about Ronnie respectful? Yeah. Or you call you call yourself Riri R R for Ronnie respectful. I'm a big uh, Rihanna fan as yeah. well. Um, speaking of, leave a comment down below, guys, on this video for what your favorite JoJo intro song is. Opening. Yeah. So for the eight people that watch on YouTube, you can just leave a comment there. And for the three of you that I have actually seen JoJo, you could participate. Can't wait to see your answer. Okay, so after rain, what did you think? And of then this for some epi- reason, Chad will see all your responses, laugh. It'll like make his day better, and then he won't interact with you. And Ronnie will have to come up, clean up behind you. I've been interacting with people. You don't so interact much. with people. Yeah, I've been doing it. You've been big leaguing people. You're like, oh, <laughs> that's funny, but I'm too busy to talk. Well, I have been very busy. I'm a busy man. Did you know it took me three hours to do these notes this morning? It well, was ridiculous. Shouldn't have taken that long. <laughs> we do uh, line by line. So. There's some definitely some pretty important stuff here that I'm yeah. hoping you broke down nicely because I was a little confused. So thank you for going through that, but shouldn't You're have welcome. taken three hours. Well, that's what it took. So, And that's because I had to interact with people too. This is a tough, tough gig, tough job, not getting paid. But anyways, after rain, what'd you think about this episode? I um, 
I thought it was it was good. It was very complex in the beginning. I was really trying to figure some stuff out. Uh, it gets very anime later on, but I love oh, man. I was so excited. We'll talk, talk about, about that when we get to it. Overall, good episode. Okay. We start off by going back into Itadori's sea hole or his chest cavity. Yeah. And we swim through his vertebrae and his blood vessels to find Sukuna just sitting on top of what looks to be skulls, right? Beautiful description. I feel like I'm there. Yeah, it looks almost like cow skulls. Don't know yeah. how I managed to make a throne out of what looks like cow skulls, but he and did it. And it was bulls, too. It was, uh, bulls. They had the horns. Uh, listen, bulls, a very good job. Thank you. Thank you for helping oh, me out there. Three hours of notes. I, I get it all down. Yeah, three hours. He doesn't like it, Itadori looking into him, is what he says. And I kind of agree, a little creepy. Um, but not pediophile, because Sukuna is like a thousand years old. So. If I'm Itadori, I'd be like, well, hey, dude, you like live inside of me. So what are yeah. we talking about here? That used to be one of my lines with my girlfriend. I'd be like, I would love to just live inside of you. Um. Our boy then says to come down from that sea of skulls. Oh, it's such a healthy relationship. And I'll look down on you. Yeah, Itadori's going to get wrecked. Fighting for the high ground. Yeah, he's going to get absolutely wrecked. I don't know why he's uh, saying all this. Let me go into the OP and Panda. Are we still doing that? Panda, Panda, Panda. Can we please not do that now that he's actually a character in the show? Well, he's not established enough yet for me to not say panda. It just seems a little bit over the top. You know, we have this funny thing going on where you said panda every time we talked about the opening credit, but now he's a character. He's in this episode. We don't have to talk about him running well, across the roof. I have in my notes panda with about eight A's. You got to always drag it out when you're talking about this guy. Moving on. So, after Sukuna says... Our boy is being awfully hostile. Itadori tells him, well, because you just killed me. So Appropriate. Yeah, it's, it's kind of appropriate. I mean, Sukuna shouldn't be able to blame him there. And, uh, you know, Sukuna, he's upset that this is the thanks that he gets for fixing his arm. He's like, really? I fix your arm, and this is what you say to me. Also fair. Both have very good sides. You know, I'm trying to be an impartial juror. I'm uh, going to have to get with everyone else and see where we stand on this. But then he talks about how, well, you ripped out my heart right afterwards. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, they both have good points here. Yeah. One step forward, two steps back. Huh? Were you clicking something there? <laughs> I think you were moving in your notes, but you were clicking something. Uh, and so my question would be, well, what were you clicking exactly? Uh, I just want to stop for a second and just would like to talk about this because you're kind of a caveman when it comes to technology. <laughs> to be 25 years old, you're very much like year. my grandma. What uh, what were you clicking? I was clicking on the paragraph to know where I was. So you, okay, but here was the thing. You did multiple clicks, almost as if you were scrolling down by clicking. Well, I, like I said, I have a lot of notes. Were you clicking to scroll down on yes. your Apple laptop? Okay, it's not. I am not. A, I haven't had an Apple for very long. I barely ever use Apple products, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. let's chill out with that. I'm kind of learning. You and Sue Lane would get together great. <laughs> if I set the two of you up side by side, we could have a contest to see who could change their Facebook profile picture first. Is this your Grammy? 
Yeah, Sue Lane is my grandma. She actually goes by Sudi. She hates being called Sue Lane. So when you guys meet her, don't call her Sue okay. Lane. Call her Sudi. She loves when people call her Sudi. Um, the inevitable meetup that we all have, right? Every time she, yeah, Sudi's going to be there. Every time uh, she wants to change her profile picture, I have to show her again how to do it. She writes it down every time, but every time she writes it down on something different, she has like 27 notebooks around. Uh, the other day, she had some wool that she wanted to sell on Facebook okay. Marketplace because she couldn't throw it away is what she's told me. So this is like RuneScape? Mm-hmm. So I go through all the steps of setting this up on Facebook Marketplace, and I say, okay, uh, Mama, what do you want me to price it for? And she said, oh, it's free. I just want someone to have it. I just can't throw it away. Wow. So on Facebook Marketplace, I put a free bundle of wool. I don't know what happened. I hope Hopefully she got rid of what, it. What a nice lady. So you don't know if anybody came and got it? No. Well, tell her I will take it if no one does. I would love to take a load of wool off of her. She was also trying to sell Home Depot meter sticks. How did she get Home Depot meter sticks? This is she had a bunch, but like she had from all over, like different companies, and that's why she claimed that they were worth something. She was trying to sell them for five dollars, but one was just a Home Depot meter stick, and I'm pretty sure you can just waltz into Home Depot. And back in the day, I bet they would just give it to you. Now it's probably like $1 or something like that. I cannot imagine they are too expensive. But she was trying to sell them on Facebook Marketplace. Did anybody buy them? Surely not, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a meter stick. Yeah, true. <laughs> Good point. Love you, Mamma. Uh, she's definitely listening. Um, so then Itadori <laughs> then asks if this is hell because it freaking looks like it. Okay, We've got the cow skulls. We've got, bull skulls. Yeah, you're right. Bull skulls. Sorry. We've got blood everywhere. Is that like a pool of blood around them? Yeah, it looks like we got the old river of blood. R- yeah, more like a river. You're, it's also flowing, yeah. Um, is anything swimming in it? Did you notice? I didn't notice any... Uh, any Besides some white blood cells. and Right, yeah. It's almost kind of like a sewer system feel because they've got the, the rib cage above them, almost like we're down in the pipes. Yeah. And uh, some vertebrae. He looks like the spine vertebrae is near mm-hmm. him as well. That's exactly right. How is he inside himself if he's dead? So, uh, do you have a note on any of this? Because this is where I was confused. Because they start off this episode, and this is just what's going down. They don't had. They initially didn't have any interest in explaining what was going on here. Um, do you have the notes about the innate domain? Um, yes. All right, so let's get to that, and then maybe that'll help clear it up for us a okay. little bit. Well, let me, uh, let me go through these notes before yeah, we let, get to that. Let, let you let's not get ahead of ourselves. Click on your laptop a little bit. Well, you were trying to get ahead of yourself, and that was actually one of those weird times where I stopped you from doing so. Did you fart? No, I did there not. There is such an odor in here, dude. You I farted. did not. Okay, all right. I did not. All right. Fart cheeks. Looks like it says he can't exactly. Ripping cheeks over there. Yeah, so Itadori, he's like, oh, I'm not going to get stuck with this clown after death. I can't accept that, which right. I'm the same way, bro. Come at me, Sukuna. Or Sukunta. Ooh. You like that? I kind of yeah, just came out a lot out of people don't like us saying the word cunt. So I shouldn't say Sukunta? But it was so good, you got to say Sukunta there. Okay, thank you. He grabs a bull skull and then chucks it right at Sukunta. 
like this man just didn't go toe to toe with Gojo almost. Like he thinks he can really fight this Sukuna guy. What do you think about it? You think it's going to work out well for him? Well, at this point, it's like, <laughs> you know, he's got a he's got a strong heart. And he's just going for it. Well, and actually, that's well, not a great thing to say right now because his heart's, heart's on, on the, the grass yeah. somewhere. He's got a strong will to fight. You know, he easily dodges it, and as Itadori charges and attacks him, he starts making him look just really stupid, just dodging him, and then he DM slides right behind him and does a funny kick where Itadori just does the most anime fall ever. And it's he gets kicked off sh- straight off the vertebrae, and he falls into the river of blood, and our boy Sukuna jumps right on top of him. Ooh, gross. And then he just sits on his back. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'm just going to chill right here. And he tells him that this isn't the afterlife. It is actually my innate domain. Okay. He says, we're inside that right now. I instantly thought of B-hole. We're instantly inside my B-hole. That's, I don't know why. Innate domain just sounds kind of like a butt cavity. And right. that's where I kind of went with it. What did you, is that, do you think that's where they're at? or you think- So the thing I, it looks like they're in, Itadori's like body like that's how they portrayed it right okay but then he says something about like we're in something about his mind or I don't I don't know if this is all like some illusion that he's made in the sense of this isn't actually the inside side of Itadori's body it's like episode three when we went into the juvenile detention center and it was 80 floors high with all the pipes going around like they have a way to create the aesthetic Okay. And therefore, the juvenile detention center was the innate domain of the specialty grade curse. Yep. And uh, uh, Fushi knew that it was defeated once the innate domain disappeared. I think when Sukuna entered inside, or once Itadori ate the phalanges, yep. his whole body became Sukuna's innate domain. And therefore, that's what we got going on here. Okay, so... Itadori's body is Sukuna's innate domain. That's yes. where we're, we're coming. Okay. That makes sense then. So Itadori's body looks disgusting from the inside. I would not like to live inside this guy. I cannot Just, imagine what the inside of my body looks like. I know. Oh, God. I can't believe I used to tell my ex that. I'm sure she, <sighs> she's got a gross inside. Oh, I have not been taking care of the plumbing down there. That is for sure. <laughs> Entirely too many honey buns. Good could, God. Hey, you, Burger King, a.k.a. Ben, same thing with you, brother, with that Burger, burger King. You got to chill out a little bit, me and you, dude. Have it your way, okay? <sighs> That's all I'm going to say to that. He then says, you could say we are in my mind. We aren't dead ah, yet. There it is. Okay, so we're in his mind. His mind, like he can control what this place looks like, and he's yep. just, so that's how he made the throne of bull skeletons and so this domain shit's really coming around to me now it's you technically could be so like in the juvie center mm-hmm. they they are inside the juvie center yeah but this creature that special grade made the juvie center look like it was 70 stories high and that was his innate domain yeah i think so i okay. think that they've got some way of like just making that's what i'm taking it from right because i don't think they're actually sitting in a river of blood inside yeah. of, I think it's all in the head. Which is so creepy, right? Yeah. But I don't know either, because they're having legit fights too, it seems like. So it's, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. He says, I'll fix your heart and bring us back to life if you accept my conditions. And Itadori calls his bluff and tells him, you act all tough, but 
you don't want to die either. And Sukuna's is like, I, w- I just want to see Fushi's sexy ass one more time. Well, he doesn't say that, but he does say, there is something I want to see again. And he thinks back to Fushi and the potential that he had. Be careful, Sukunta. I like that he likes Fushi so much. As you Whoa, know. Whoa, be careful. Whoa. I'm not che- cheering out. for a pedophile relationship. He's a thousand years old. He can do it, or however old he is. He can do a lot. What does that mean? I don't know. What sentence did you just say? All I'm saying is he knows that Fushi has great potential and he's grooming him up. He's getting ready to just go take a deep dive into Fushi once his potential is fully there. Will you fucking stop? Gross. I'm going to drop. I dropped my water bottle. Yeah, one sec. Oh, my fidget spinner is still here. Did you grab it? Yeah, and the cap. Continue. The two conditions are, one... When I chant, extension, you'll hand over your body for one minute. Mm. Two, you'll forget this promise. Ooh. Ooh. It's kind of like uh, wishing for more wishes. I don't know if I can abide by these rules. Here's the thing, though. Could he just chant extension? He gets his body for one minute, and then after that one minute, a minute later, he goes, extension. Doesn't have any kind of cool off period? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It's just like, is it like the... Someone chanting extension that often would be as annoying as you were eating Skittles last episode. And I get like a I get like a 30-minute cool-off period after I splooge, and I can go round two with a chick, you 30 know? minutes. Well... Well, it depends on what mm, substances I'm on, but... Not really a chick, but... Huh? But that laptop... Don't, click, don't... What are, click, are you trying to click my hand? Clicking around. All, all I'm saying is we know why you upgraded to a laptop. Did you say something about me wanting to see your hand? You said something, Jill, my hand. It did a lot of rounds with Jill. Itadori is not having it and calls him shady as hell. And you're evil, I won't lend you my body. He is shady, dude. He sounded like he wanted to get all up in Fushi's business. My and body, my rules. Sugina then says, I mean, he's it's already shady as hell that he's inside Itadori. He's not of age and he's living inside of him. Mm-hmm. Literally what I told my ex, it's disgusting. But, but yet you kept saying he's a thousand years old, so he does what he wants, which I thought was very problematic and probably shouldn't have been said, but you said it anyway. Well, let's edit that out. This Su- is where they're talking about the pacts and stuff? Yeah, because then Su- they- Sukuna okay, then says, but dude, I promise I won't kill or in- injure anyone within that minute. Mm. Please, bro, I swear. Yeah. So he's just he sounds real <laughs> trustworthy Right, here. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He then tells him, it doesn't matter if you believe me or not, this is a pact, and I'll be mm. punished if I break it. So, um, you know, I'm not trying to hide it and never try to hide it. I'm still relatively new to anime, but from what I've seen, anime loves to do packs. It does. And name, they name, love one, name one other than this one. Hunter x Hunter. What's the pack? Um, uh, it is uh, Kurapika has the chain. Yep. Yeah. And puts a chain around their heart, and then for some reason they, uh, you know, they did all that great character building. And then we got the Chimera, Chimera arcs, and they're like, you know what? Let's just throw this character by the wayside. Well, hey, whenever that show comes back on, he is the center of attention. Any day now, it's coming back. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. And then what's another one? Well, I said I'm still relatively new to anime, so those are my two examples. But that's like I was gonna say, King King Fritz mm-hmm. and the Will of the King. Mm. That's another pack, pretty much. 
And on top, yeah, and on top of packs, they also like to visualize it with chains because I was talking about Kurapika, and they also like to do the chain here. Yeah, they, they did. show it with chains. He then says, if you pursue selfish gain beyond your means, you'll earn retribution. And you're experience, you've experienced that. Talk, he's talking to Itadori here saying, I know you've already experienced that. A pact found in mutual interest. That's one of the key factors behind all jujitsu. He then says, you know what? Fine, I'll accept your conditions. He then rocks Sukuna with just a straight up sucker punch. Nice. And says, it's your fault I died in the first place, Sukunta. Oh, Sukuna then says we can fight to the death if you and if you win, I'll do it without conditions. And if I win, you come back to life under my conditions. So you're telling me if I die, I still come back to life. Sounds pretty fair. Let's yeah, do it, dude. Let's do it. This is gonna be a fair fight. It's gonna last a long time. And then right when Itadori smiles and says, "Sure," his head gets sliced in half. Damn! I really thought he had him there in the first half. And now it's in the second half, and there's two halves just sitting there. Kind of like Marco. Oh, don't say that. Don't do that. He, he then said, I mean, this man never learns, though. He should have just, you know, under those set conditions, should have went from the start. Now we don't know what conditions it's under. It's under Sukuna's, right? Oh, yeah, because he, he's pretty vague. He's pretty That's vague. Like, Ooh, That's, good exactly. catch, Chadley, because I was definitely operating under the same conditions. But all he said was my, ooh, little tomfoolery going on. It's mixing a little truth of the lies, what it sounds like to me. Wow. We then go to the assistant to the manager. The shit bag. Yeah. Thank you. Anytime I say that, just please boo Boo. to the microphone. And Gojo, and they're sitting in the hospital room talking where Gojo says to him, or he says to the manager that, he has a bad personality. And he's talking about himself here. Gojo's like, I just have a terrible personality. And the guy actually agrees. And then <laughs> Gojo says... He's like, yeah, you suck. <laughs> then Gojo says, expect a forehead flick, my guy. There is nothing more alpha than forehead flicking oh, someone yeah. in the forehead. Mm-hmm. If I just went up to you right now and I flicked you in the forehead... I would have, I mean, I would have two you? options. Either we're fighting or, or, you're, I'm, a, or I'm a bitch. Either okay, here it is. Either we're fighting or you're kissing me. There's two options right there. Yeah, that falls under being a bitch for sure. Yeah, it, yeah, one hundred percent. Because I used to flick my girl in the forehead all the time. Well, don't. I mean, don't do that. What? Just you know, don't flick a lady. I thought you said it's there's two options: being a bitch, and that's what she was. You know, my so father. What... I've talked about him before, uh, Lonnie. He's uh. He's quite the gentleman. If there's anything he's ever taught me, it's you know, don't flick a lady. In the forehead? Just don't flick a lady anywhere. Just in her bean. And then, let's see. <laughs> uh, if only I had the chance. Gojo talks about being a teacher and how it is not his style. He asks him if he knows why he decided to teach. And... He's like, answer me, assistant manager. Do it. Well, assistant to the manager. Yep. Boo. And he tells him it's because he has a dream. Interesting. Hmm. Sounds like Irwin. I have a dream. Ever since I was a little kid. That's the only other person that ever said I have a dream. (laughs) It's the only guy I can think of. It's not where I thought you were going with that. Oh, 
Another Giorno. pretty important By the way, Giorno. I have a dream. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Giorno. My bad. <laughs> the top of the jiu-jitsu world is a... I'm talking about Martin Luther King <laughs> Jr. Thank you for finally saying <laughs> He also had a dream. The top of the jiu-jitsu world is a den of vice, and all of them are just plain fools. I want to reset the garbage jujitsu world. Murdering, murdering everyone at the top would be an easy task, but that would just be that would just be simple for them because they would just be easily replaced, mm-hmm. and no one would follow me. He's saying they were there wouldn't really be a revolution because I couldn't get a lot of people on my side. So Gojo is pretty cool though for saying that. He's like, yeah, I could just go murder like, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I could kill everyone, but yeah, take too much time. Such a pain. I want to raise strong comrades. That's why I occasionally toss my missions to students. Uh, it's kind of like tough love. It's kind of like, remember in episode three when I just went on, uh, quote unquote, a business trip and had three uh, first year students who hadn't even gotten their syllabuses yet or syllabi to go and fight a special grade curse? That's the kind of teaching <laughs> I'm about. And then the assistant to the manager says, are you sure it's not just because you're lazy? And that was a slack off. Yeah, that's what he's a slack off. And that just pissed me off because this guy because is it, the because it hit a, slack hit a nerve. Off. It hit a nerve to you. You're like, oh, that's so me. Yeah, because wow. I'm lazy. Slack I off. mean, I kind of am a slack off. I won't why lie. else would you be taking notes when they, you have a week this morning? Thank you for c- comparing me to Gojo, though. I am like super talented. I just slack off occasionally. Thank you. I appreciate that. He says they are talented, especially the third years. And he says Hakari. Mm-hmm. He was a third year and the Tough s- names. second year Okutsa or mm-hmm. Okutsu. Okutsa. How do you say it? Uh, is that the one I said last episode? Hakari? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Sorry. Hakari and Okutsu. Okotsu. Okotsu. Yeah. Help Hakari us, and Okotsu. Help us out, team. Help us out, Hoppy Lord. Hapa. Happy? She taught me. Hapa? Hapa. Hapa. Hapa Lord. And That's- of course, uh, Ams, or uh, Ames. Oh, Ams Radio. Ames, Ames. Yep. Yep. She's awesome. She's great. Gojo then says they'll be on par with me someday, and Yuji was actually one of those as well. And he starts to get mad and sad. So he was. He had real high hopes for this Uji guy. Interesting, because they've only known each other for such a short yeah. time, and. He's already Itadori all, all or Yuji. I'll say it right since for some reason you decided not to. Um, met, made a lasting impact in such a short amount of time. Then we go back to the hot mortician, as Woo! you like to call her. I she knew, says she's I knew about you'd come to go. Around. She says she is about to explore that sea hole cavity when Yuji pulls the Undertaker and rises from the bed behind her. Yep. This was epic. This is le- epic. Remind me of that meme so much of the Undertaker's arising from the coffin. Yeah. Don't know anybody else that's done that. Then Yuji says he's completely naked when the nurse turns around and gets completely disappointed. She even says, I'm disappointed. Right. So embarrassing for... He, she looks directly at his dick when she says this. How can embarrassing. You, can you imagine how shriveled up your penis is if you just come straight back from the dead oh your blood there's no blood going oh to your pee oh my god that pee-pee. thing's gotta be minuscule so embarrassing and and this lady needs to be careful talking about 17 year olds 
pectards or pectards. 17 year olds peckers. I don't know why I called it that. Um, yeah, me either. <laughs> I definitely don't know why you said that either. It is kind of weird, though. Do you not agree that she's She staring? didn't talk about it. Does she not? She says she was disappointed in it. I think she was talking about something different. Oh, him being alive? <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was disappointed you in know, that You know, I have thing. the beholder. You know, maybe she was talking about his underage penis. And if that's the case, I would uh, just like to write her a message, send it uh, via snail mail, show up. She'd open it up, and it just says, be careful. The lady then gets him uh, some shorts because... Yui, she does she get him some shorts? Yeah. Okay. She's in the background, and they only show her for a second, but she has like a shirt or something to cover mm-hmm. up his wiener. And Gojo welcomes him back. Okay. And they give a good old fashioned naked okay. high five. So they do the high five is done naked. That's what yes, I was questioning. It's done naked. She has the shorts holding in her hand behind him. There's nothing like high fiving a bro while your dick is out. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's just mutual respect on both ends. Because you're either you got to be confident enough in yourself to be dick flopping around, high fiving your bro, but then you also have to be you know comfortable with yourself and not like afraid of you know maybe getting a little backlash from that dick yep. when you're high fiving. Yeah, because uh, well, story time real quick. Oh, can't imagine where this is going, but I am intrigued. Back in my athletic days, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we used to you know obviously go in the locker room and shower together. Not me and you, but. The team would go well, in the you know, if I shower. Was, if I was at your school, your program wasn't as good as my program. You know, I probably would have made the team, and we could have been in oh, the same locker same room. same locker room. Same well, shower. I'm just so excited that you had a story that you were reminded of when we were talking about naked high fives. So go ahead. Well, yeah, here we go. Speaking of naked high fives, I'd say I was probably 15, 16, so definitely an underage All lad. All right, so should we even tell this story? That's yeah, it's I a would... cool story. Okay. We're going in the locker room. We're all sweaty. We're all, you know, let's get in the shower, boys. Everyone turn down the volume a little bit and just be careful. Let's get in the shower, lads. Uh, let's get all nice and clean for the school today. And we used to have this game where we would pour soap all over the shower floor. And we would run and slide across it on our stomachs to see who could slide the furthest. I know it sounds painful. How because big is this shower? Uh, I mean, there's it's, like, it's just one of the ones. There's like 30 showers in the locker room, and they're all. It's all, and it's just in an open big floor plan. Open big floor plan. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we wouldn't yeah, have my my showers were nicer than yours. Ours. So it's open open big floor plan. We like to all you know look at each other. Our and school had more money than you. It definitely did. Um, it was a newer one, but all that money for a shitty athletic program. I mean, well, the tennis know? team, which you know, for your Letterman, no big deal, was uh, pretty impressive. But anyway, what I was trying to get to is we would slide across the entire floor, and at the end, we would high-five the guy at the end while still sliding. Dick out. Oh, yeah, dick out and everything. But our dicks would be on the ground. I mean, the guy at the end, he would be standing there, so his dick would be out and your face kind of be near it. But yeah. we would still high-five, and it, I mean, it was epic. That's so great that you guys weren't afraid of that. Uh, no, I've seen so many of those in my face life. vicinity and your face being in the vicinity of dicks. Yeah. Um, high five. And yeah, you've seen a lot of dicks. Seen a lot of those guys in my life. You've always said that. So, so Gojo then tells the lady to leave Fuji as dead on the records for him. So he doesn't want people to know. Did that you just say Fuji? Yuji, <laughs> sorry. Jesus Christ, man. I was just drinking Fuji water before I came here. He says he'll have him make his comeback at the exchange event to surprise everyone. 
So in about a month and a half, which might be leaked later, and I might have been way ahead of myself. Getting ahead of yourself. Jeez. Isn't that awesome that I remember that, though? It's great. <laughs> it's like you watched the episode. Good this work. morning. <laughs> Hopefully with some clothes on, is what I said to that. So this is when they're walking outside, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, okay. and I said, hopply with some clothes on because I don't think uh, Itadori's even put clothes back on. And I hope when he surprises everyone, he's got clothes, clothes on because he's underage. So we go back to the restaurant with the weird guy and the curses. Well, okay. Um, and I did want to say this part real quick. Because Gojo's like, and this time I actually want to teach him literally like the most basic stuff before we send him on his next mission. What a concept. Hey, man, he's been through a lot, and I think it's going to help him that he went through that. And then also, you failed to mention, the assistant to the manager is just staring at Yuji's body when he's getting dressed. Is he? Oh, my God. You missed that? Well, I didn't... I thought you were getting dressed. I wasn't looking at him. I thought you were looking at... Well, the bottom half had already been taken care of, I hope. Because he was just putting on a shirt... And the show decided to show this to us for a reason. That assistant to the manager, usually you're looking at for pedophiles where you you missed one. That you think guy, he's one? dude, if you saw this scene, one. if you saw the scene, you would go, "Well, fucking great, we got a pedophile on our hands, and we already hated this guy to begin with." I hate this guy. He is one. You think he's a P- oh. PDF? Yeah. I'll yeah. P- let me put him in my PDF file, and I'll. Uh, Take a oh, look at your it for PDF later. file of PDF files. <laughs> I'll I'll take a little gander later on. But as I was saying before, you rudely well, interrupted you know, me. Uh, explain notes better so I can hit my notes on the way. We go back to the restaurant with Brocano, uh, the guy that speaks my mom's language. Well, actually, he's not there. Squid Face Man and Master, and we have a waiter who is just having a crisis right here. And we've all had one. If you've ever worked in a restaurant, we have all had this crisis. Hey, I've had many crises. I go through crises often. Never once. Did you say croissants often? Never once. Oh, I go through some croissants as well. Never once have my eyes moved the way this gentleman's eyes move because it is so anime. I Well, I've if actually anyone, experienced this. If it, no, you haven't because if anyone moved their eyes like this, they would have a seizure, no doubt, because eyes aren't meant to do this. I, I've seen some ladies that have done this because a lot of women can't handle the stress of being a server and it just gets to them. But this guy... Which, yeah, you kind of outed yourself. You were talking about women, and you were trying to say that you've been through this before. You were a busboy. <laughs> and I have. I have. As a busboy, so I can't even imagine being a server how this would go. I want to see you do this with your eyes, because it didn't happen. Speaking of that, is it busboy or busboy? I thought it was busboy. Bus but with a T or an S? Uh, S. Okay. Is it T? You've had the job. I don't know. I was asking you. It's a busboy, right? But but it, when you say it, it sounds like it could go either way. Am I right? Yeah, I can kind of see what you're talking about, but I'm pretty sure it's a busboy. I'm on it. Keep going. Okay. So this man has been saving up. Can you imagine if we were wrong on this podcast? We we've oh, got no. a, we've got a pretty good record of never being wrong. Let's not mess that up now. Keep going. This man has been saving up his earnings so he can send four younger sisters to what? 
Let's hear it. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. I thought that this was the most sexist definition I've ever seen because the definition is a young man who clears tables in a restaurant or cafeteria. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's just inappropriate. And then I realized uh, the word I'm defining is bus boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, very fair that it says young man. But a young man also pretty ageist. I've that seen I've seen old bus boys. Yeah. Are they bus men? Well, I guess you putting boy kind of. You know what I mean? But that's what they're called. Well, like what's going to happen if I type in bus men? Here's bus the thing man. though. What people don't understand, you can be a bus boy and just laugh at all the servers that are having these crises while you eat the leftover foods that people left on their plate. Oh, how about this? You type in bus man, it says a driver of a bus. So well, apparently we just the dictionary doesn't respect the adult men bussing tables. Yeah. Hey, are you all right over there? I told you to keep oh, going. Keep going. Yeah, I'm just you know bus doing... it down. <laughs> Get just... it? Bus it down. You ever seen that on TikTok where they bus it down? <laughs> fuck TikTok. Yeah, fuck TikTok. So this man has been saving well... up. <laughs> oh my dude, are you me from last episode? TikTok can be used in a right way, which is funny videos and you know stuff like that. And then there's the people. So you're out. Of, you're coming out of the closet. That's what you're saying. That you've been making funny videos on TikTok. There's a lot of good TikTok videos, but then there's the TikTok videos where people are have millions and millions of followers, like uh, Porco from Attack on Titan, and have gotten in cra- crazy sponsorships, and all they do is the same dance in different locations eight times in three days. It's ridiculous. These Sounds kids, like you're jealous. These kids, man. Shouldn't be watching kids dancing on TikTok. Well, uh, you can't miss it. <laughs> you can't get away from it. That's what all PDF files say. And let's talk about this man all saving right. up his entire life savings for his four younger sisters to go to college but he's getting the fuck out of this place. He can just tell if he walks over to that table with Brocano, even though he can't even see Brocano, he knows that he will die. So this guy is a smart lad because he jumps and runs out of there. Yeah. So the curses are asking if they team up. They're asking. Have you their mentioned master. that they're invisible? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He can't see them because he can't see curses. So you did mention that? Yeah. Normal people can't see him, that, but he just has this feeling that if he goes over to that table, he's going to die. I mean, that reveal is just very interesting since we saw them a good chunk of the last episode, and they didn't portray it in the show that they were invisible. Maybe if you were like really on the ball when they were walking through the streets, you could have seen them, but why are you looking at me like that? I thought it made it pretty clear that normal people could not see these, but... How? Because creatures like that walking around and nobody like says, oh my God, there's a weird creature walking around the street with us. I mean, but that didn't even, they were, then why did they have to show them invisible here? Because of this guy. They just do it with this guy to show how scared this guy, they prove, they, we already know this guy can't see him, but then they make it even better showing that they're invisible because this guy's got such a, this guy's just so on top of things that he has a feeling if he goes over there, he will Are you trying to claim that last episode, the first time you watched it, you knew they were invisible? Yeah. I'll even go back to the first episode of the show where they say normal people can't see curses. Well, yeah, but just because 
first of all, don't believe you. I don't believe you. <laughs> oh, yeah, because there's been plenty of these creatures walking around where normal people are just like, oh, hey, top of the morning to you. Well, we haven't been like that. We went to Tokyo once. We haven't been in public like that. Well, everyone roasts this man. You and know, just I strolled into the restaurant. Why did they give this guy a table that fit four people? He said a table for one. Well, yeah, and they were like, oh, well, instead of sitting you at the bar, we'll sit you here at this eight-wide booth. Well, that's it's, where he wanted. It's ridiculous. He didn't say, I want that table. If he had said that, that would have been, I'm mad at this shitty hostess that a guy strolls in and says, a table for one, please. And she goes, well, we've got this perfect eight top for you right over here. Well, so She's like, I can't see any curses, but if you have any curses with a man with a volcano on his head and branches growing out of their eyes and another one like a red octopus with a sheet, like it's dressed like a ghost, it would be perfect. Even though you've only got one person I can sit you at the bar, I'm going to put you at this eight top. Well, I'm sorry that this show didn't dumb it down enough for you to understand that they were invisible. And here you go. And you know what? This lady, she might not be around long enough for you to be mad at her. So let's see what happens. I hope she burns. Fucking terrible hosting. Brocano is asking Master if they team up, if they can defeat Gojo. And the guy says, worst case is that you'll get exercised. Gojo will just start exercising with you. That's the worst case scenario. No one bumped into the monsters when they were standing on the side of the street. They're big. Can you walk through them? None of them were like, oh, I shouldn't walk through there. It's just get I'm Just just making up rules as we go. It's ridiculous. God. They were standing right next to the light. No one. This guy was like, oh, I cannot go wait on that table. But all these people were like, well, I can just stand right here and wait for the light to change. It's the aura. The aura. No one noticed the aura out in the streets. Okay, you want to know why he felt it more? Why? He was having a crisis, and we know now when you have crisis and you have bad thoughts in your head, uh, you build curses up. That's what creates curses. Since he was having that ex- that crisis right there, he could feel the curses. So I thought the show did a tremendous job at that, and I wish that you know there were smarter people that watched and did this podcast with me. <laughs> so I hope everyone in this restaurant burns. <laughs> Volcano Man, or Brocano, would recommend pouring... (laughs) Master says he would recommend pouring your energy into sealing him instead of trying to kill Gojo. So he's like, you need to try to seal him. Don't kill him. You can't do it. And he says, we can use this special grade cursed object, Prison Realm, to do it. You know, the volcano guy, he gets terrified by that. He's like, really? We're going to bring that thing out? The Prison Realm? Whoa. And we have the server who couldn't handle his job anymore. So he hasn't officially gotten out the door yet, but he was on his way earlier. Now he is officially out the door and sprinting away. While we have another host there, or a server, that's like, you know what, i got to go check on these people. They haven't been helped. They haven't ordered anything. Another Lonnie lesson. Ronnie's dad, never quit a job before you get a new one. That's what Lonnie always said. Well, this guy just had a bad feeling. Well, this guy's got no income. Would you rather have no income or would you rather get burned and burned to death? He's just prolonging the inevitable. You know, it's a tough job market out here yeah. in Tokyo. He may not get burned in that restaurant, but he'll get burned in the outside world for not having a job. Yes. 
The job market is terrible in Tokyo. It's going to take them forever to find another, another job. So this other server, he's pissed. These people are table sitting. That's what they're doing. Well, this person. He can't see the cursed objects. There's table sitting. They're yeah. wasting time and money. They're wasting this restaurant's hard-earned server there's a, cooperation. Hey, there's a family of six that is looking at this yeah. asshole singly sitting by himself. And they're going, why do we have one of these buzzy things waiting for a table? There's an eight top right over there. That guy's sitting by himself. He can just move to the bar. He then starts to walk over to the table to confront Master and notice, noticed that it started to get hot in there because we have Brocano splooging on top of his head because he's getting all fired up about this prison realm. He smiles and them teeth not looking so good. <laughs> and then his Master tells him, he's like, dude, you need to chill out and stop getting so hot. People are going to start noticing. And that's when, as soon as that server gets over there, he just straight up burns him oh, to death. Damn. <laughs> And this is the point in the show where I realize it's not as... I didn't think it would get to this level mm-hmm. so quickly. Yeah. But it got there quickly. Yeah, I mean... We're already burning citizens. I'm going to let you get to the scene before I put in my two cents, but yeah, okay. keep going. He then starts setting everyone in the place on fire. Did you get this guy's name? He said the name when he started... Ghetto. Lighting. What? Ghetto. His name is Ghetto? Mm-hmm. The subtitles were wrong when I watched them. What did it say on yours? It was just backwards from Go. It was Jogo. Oh, you are right. That's Joe. The other one is named Ghetto. I'm sorry. The oh, master. Wow. The master is Ghetto. Ghetto and this guy's. Yeah. All right. So it was Jogo. It is. It's Jogo and Ghetto is his master. Seriously? Jogo has to kill Gojo? Overall, I'm not mad. We need easier names, but try harder. Well, he sets everyone on fire, and his master is glad that they didn't choose a more expensive restaurant. Yeah, this is this is rad. This was so hardcore. I mean, we show we had seen some arms get cut off and everything, but flaming the little waitress who has an hourly wage that doesn't add up to shit. I mean, she's just hustling, trying to get these tips, and they've got one guy sitting at a table not ordering anything. So she w- and then she just gets set on fire. What a tough life! Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Took the took the show to a whole other level. Yeah, then we have Jogo asking Ghetto um, how strong he is on terms of Sukuna's fingers, and you know Ghetto tells him you're probably about an eight or a nine, eight or a nine phalange. Mm-hmm. So. Not on a scale here. of on a scale of phalanges, he's about an eight or a nine. Yeah, he's about a fifty percent phalange mm-hmm. usage. He tells him to give him the prison realm, and he'll kill Gojo. So right then, the waitress starts running away. She's the last one left. She starts crawling out the door. She's gonna make it. This sweet, sweet, sweet girl is gonna make it. And then right when she opens the door, she just gets set ablaze. She trips, right? She trips. What? I mean, come on. It's not that hard. Move your legs, sweetheart. Okay, well, I'd like to see you move your legs more than walking every now and then. Oh, I'm fast. We then get to the calling card where it says Jujitsu Kaisen. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Hadn't thought of that. And we move on. Those guys are exciting. I, I like these guys. Already. I like these guys. You know, it's, obviously they don't have the greatest of intentions, but I like what, how they're So set what up. is Brocano? What do you mean, what is Brocano? It's that guy's cursed spirit. It's like, is it like Fushi's demon dogs? That's what this oh. Brocano guy is? 
I don't know. It almost seems like... Uh, or he's like a special grade that's just tagging along with Ghetto. Like, for maybe you can control these... Cur- like, the Master or Ghetto has, is so powerful that he can, like, make these guys... Like, he basically beat these guys. It was like, you can join me, and they did. I don't know. That's pretty dope, if so, because that means that if this Brocano guy is that strong... But that, okay, so that's why I was confused. Like, these guys, well, at least Brocano. We don't hear much from the other two. He, he actually, other than, he's like Sukuna-like in the sense that he's talking, he's moving around. Like, they've already said that most curses don't leave where they were initially, mm-hmm. like, formed at. And that's why when these guys are just strolling around the streets, I was like, oh, what's going on here? And why I was kind of surprised when it shows that they were invisible, because I didn't know that they were just straight-up curses, because they look pretty, like... So, I think what this kind of tells me is, you know how they said special grades? Like, when Sukin is talking to the first special grade, he's like, oh, me and you are classified as the, as the same thing? Right. I think these guys are so powerful, that's why they can do it. They're all special grades, but... High up special grades, and then, I mean, God, if, if this Ghetto guy is really more powerful than them, like, he could actually maybe go up against Gojo? But that's what's confusing about Ghetto, is he's like, he's making it seem like... He's telling them what they can do. He's not being like, oh, you guys got to get Gojo for us to complete our ultimate goal. It's like Brocano wants to do it, and he's just asking Ghetto how to do it. And Ghetto's like, oh, I'll tell you, but I'm not part of it. Didn't you kind of get that sense? Yeah. Do you? I feel like Ghetto kind of wants to do that, but he knows he's no match against Gojo, maybe. maybe so he's yeah. like, I'll he's let like, you, oh, do you it. Wanna... <laughs> It's like maybe he's thought about it, so he knows the two things you have to do, which is, if you uh, forgot him, it was win the war and two complete this the war complete the war <laughs> and he's like well i figured it out you can try and do it but i don't think i can do it i don't want any part of it i don't know all interesting it is interesting it it makes it more dynamic than them just being like mm-hmm. oh you got to do this this is our ultimate goal is to yeah. defeat the world way more interesting than yeah. panda panda's the best in the show and hopefully we get more of him so then we go to fushi um back to our little students and he's talking to the mother of the juvie kid, okay? Mm. And he's telling her that her son was dead and when they got there. So he's like, as soon as we got there, he was dead. It's not like we had any chance of saving him. Couldn't have done anything. He was skeptical about saving anyone there, but his friend was different and tried to bring back his body for you. And he said, take this at least. And he hands Tadashi's juvie card or juvie tag. Yeah. And then he apologizes for not saving him. And she starts breaking down. And she says, don't apologize. I'm the only one mourning his death. Well, yeah. Because that, Whoa. that's uh, your little Tadashi was a real asshole woman. Not to mention. Whoa, hey. Not guy. to mention he was one of the lucky ones. So how about this? Suck that snot back up your nose, woman. His death could have been much worse. I know. I really was hoping Fushi would have been like, he was torn to shreds. His death was probably as good as it could get like, by being torn to shreds. If it's any peace of mind, his body was completely obliterated. So just count your blessings there and try and put him to rest. We then go to the track where Panda is running around near the track training with Nabara or however you say her name. I don't even know who she is anymore. Panda's here. Fushi was like, I went down an elevator shaft that had 10,000 floors and your son's body was so destroyed that I found his big toe at the bottom of that elevator shaft. 
But yeah, pandas around. There's a little track and field action going on. She's being chased by him. It's just hilarious. <laughs> I mean, any any scene pandas in is so cute and hilarious. And Megumi, I'll call him Megumi for once. I'm tired of calling him Fushi. He arrives and asks his senpai, Zenin senpai, what type of people she wants to save as a sorcerer. And she says, it's not like I care if my actions save anyone. So, this lady is officially a cunt. Whoa. Hey, slow your roll, buddy. She is. I'm I'm off the HC. I used to call her a half cunt. She's an FC now. She's a full one. So Whoa. Nabara, how do you say Nabara's name? I've been saying Nabara. They didn't tell us how to say it. You said it 18 different times, or 18 different ways. So you definitely said it wrong a few times, but no one corrected us. Nabara wants to buy it cute track suits and wants to switch up because she's tired of being chased by this panda guy and then she starts getting swung around by the panda and that just looks so much fun i would love to be good friends with this panda man oh that looks so much fun except oh my god i'm, I'm so di- i've got a headache oh i've got oh vertigo oh. well if i would still do it for panda because it, with panda anything is possible and fun you once told me i couldn't pay you fifty thousand dollars to go to a theme park with me and this panda what, you're gonna no, let no, swing no. around huh what no it, i said what? you would have to pay me fifty thousand dollars or more to go to six flags over georgia and ride every single ride again i used to do it all the time can't anymore get extremely sick you'd have to pay me 50k to go ride every single ride every single ride 50k maybe 100 it's the only way i'm doing it maybe 100 so once again now it doesn't seem like you're being real realistic because it's 50 or double that. Which one is it? There's no in-between ground there. It's either 50 or double that. 75. Deal or no deal. But the panda says they're just having falling practice, which is just so adorable. It's not that funny. Or adorable. Panda says you're both weak in close quarters, and so we got to train you up to get better at that, which he's got a good point. I mean, panda, anything he says, he's pretty much spot on about you know, I keep it real. I've always keep it real. I will say, at least he's trying to train them. Wish we could have done that three weeks ago before Itadori died, but sure. Let's work it out, Panda. So we, then we go to Gojo. Like, wow, you're terrible at close quarters. So what? We've, we sent you in a close quartered uh, juvenile detention center to try and fight a special grade curse? Well, we got to work on that. <laughs> we got to drill, 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 baby. See, you gotta don't go at my panda guy as much. Like, he's a pretty smart lad. God, this JoJo sticker is just the best. I know, dude. We should put one on my fidget spinner. No, nah, no, nah, that's kind of a waste. Well, we're there's gonna, fifty stickers. Sure, put there's, it on. Sure, there's one that you can spare. We'll see. We'll check it out later. We then go to Gojo, who's with. Wait, wait. Um, so Zenin. Zenin. Well, here's my question. Uh, if you could be really good with one weapon, what would it be? Like guns are not allowed. Slaughter demon. Like a not the oh actual. a realistic one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not S- a samurai sword. Samurai sword. That one would be pretty cool. I knew you would pick kind of like a basic bitch answer, like a sword. So I didn't. Okay. Fuck um, you. Well, it's just you know pretty basic bitch. Like oh sword. Okay. Interesting. I uh, I couldn't decide between nunchucks and a bow staff. I figured it'd be like ninja stars. Like Zenin has a bow staff here. 
Yeah. No, because with the uh, with the Ninja Stars, while that's very cool, you get caught up in a situation like uh, Nobara did in Episode 3 where you run out of Ninja Stars. Well, maybe you can bring more than three nails like she did. It's true, but you're going to run out eventually. So I've got a bow staff for nunchucks. I like that. Nunchucks is lame as fuck, but yeah. Whoa! Like are Nunch- you? Are you? Nunchucks are so lame, dude. Dude. Okay. I mean, well, who's okay, it gonna well, hurt? Uh, Who are nunchucks? Okay. Well, hurt? great. Here's hit the, me with them. Here's what was. Here's what's happening now. We just know you're lying because you know what? No one ever said nunchucks are lame. No one ever said that. Yeah, they're so lame. Oh my god! I would love to fucking uppercut you with a nunchuck. I used to get beat with those all the time in bed. Give me a I, break. It's not. Didn't hurt that bad. You are an idiot. Wow, hot take over here. Nunchucks, not that cool. Die on that hill. Good luck. I will. Trust me. And I won't be dying from nunchucks because they don't hurt. They're lame. So Gojo's with Itadori now, and he says he needs to learn to control his cursed energy. I'm so fucking mad. Itadori has the cutest, girliest smile on his face, and he just becomes so happy that the best person to train him is going to train him. Yeah. Humble guy, you know? He is, and he says, I'm weak, and I almost killed Fushi, and I just want to be strong like you, senpai. Sorry, not senpai. Sensei. And he says, teach me. Gojo then says, wow, Itadori, you've got a keen eye. And then he looks at him funny, and he's like, well, you are the one that called yourself the strongest. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty easy to get right when you told me. Gojo points to two cans and he's talking about cursed energy at this point and he uses cursed energy to just explode the liquid out of the cans without hardly doing anything you know what i thought it's amazing how you make more noise with cans when you're not using cursed energy like gojo is here that's incredible how do you do that i don't this guy's making the liquid erupt and twisting them and yet your cans are still louder when you're on a podcast just drinking them for 25 minutes. I would like to hear people's take on if the noises I make actually show up on the pod. There's memes about your vape pin Shut drops. up. So. <laughs> Is there really? Yeah, I might have saved it. Let me see. Keep going. So Itadori didn't see shit, though. He's like, I don't know how you did that. I didn't see you do anything. Then he tells oh, yeah, him, come look at this. Come look at this? Yeah. You're not going to be able to see it from back there. you got to come look at it. Here. Hand me it. I'm not walking. Uh, and I'm not handing you my phone. Read it out loud. All right, here. I'll, I'll do it so you can read it out loud. Headphone listeners when Chad drops his vape next to the mic. And what's the picture? <laughs> it's a picture of a guy with a metal helmet on his head about to get hit by a sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'd like to hear from the listeners if they can hear all the extracurricular well, activities I'm doing. Told well, you. Still, that's one person. Hey. Wow, one person said it. <laughs> told you. One guy said it. It's got 14 interactions and. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 14 people. Come on. Gojo then points. Okay, we already talked about that. He tells them to think of it as electricity. Um, shout out to Tucker on Discord, by the way. That was his. No, shout out Tucker. Even though he said twenty eight to three when he saw my Falcons sweatshirt, yeah, yeah, whatever. you were lame enough to give him the time of day with that. It's just weak. It's weak by you. 
Shut your face, Tucker. <laughs> um, he says to think of it like ele- electricity because uh, us humans, you know, we use electricity to u- to power up all these appliances. He, I think a blow dryer was a, an appliance he showed. Gojo looks like he uses a blow dryer. This is a good explanation of the cursed energy. I'm like that we finally got to this point where they kind of explained how it worked. There's techniques behind yeah. it. He goes, here I fired off pure cursed energy into a cursed technique. He says, cursed techniques are fundamentally etched into your body from the day you were born. Interesting. So listen, Ronnie. I know you had a bunch of questions about this. Mm-hmm. So it's roughly 80% innate talent for jujitsu sorcerers. Yep. So there is a learning curve. It's about 80% innate 20, the other 20%, you can't learn it. It's not just straight up innate. Say innate a couple more times. Innate. He then turns into Casper the Ghost, Itadori does, for the most epic moment in the entire episode. He is very upset now. And, and Itadori being very upset makes Ronnie extremely upset because it's so anime. <laughs> and I fucking love it. Could not be any more happier watching this. What? <laughs> the? Fuck. Is. This. And how. Does it go on. For as long. As it goes on. Let's talk about it. I. I. Have no idea what Gojo said. I have no idea what Itadori said. If they said something important, now would be the time for you to fill me in because I was so taken aback at what I was watching on screen, I could not concentrate. And I'm not kidding, you really need to tell me. So. He was, okay. Anime. <laughs> Itadori starts speaking like a ghost and says he wants to pull off something like a spirit gun or a dodo ray. Uh, And he's saying all this in his Casper form. I I like this Casper form of Itadori. I feel like it definitely should come back in later episodes. No, you don't. (laughs) Gojo, thinking to himself, says, eventually Sukuna's cursed techniques will be engraved into your body. Oh, well, that seems like something important and something people should probably be paying attention to. Don't know why you have a white piece of paper flopping around on the ground when you're trying to tell me it. Gojo says, let's just focus on making you stronger, Casper. I'm more scared of someone who can face their, who can force their way through the basics than I am of an inferior jujitsuer. I didn't hear any of that when I first watched the show. Thank you. I- it's a door that was so cool right here. I, I love how they uh, they added this in. Probably wasn't in the manga. Your talent for close combat is top notch. As Itadori then transforms back into human form. So we know Itadori has three forms. He's got Casper, Sukuna, and his regular form. I got to the end of it, realized I had no idea what they said, and then I put my foot down and I thought, well, I'm definitely not going through that emotional roller coaster again, and I just kept on trucking on. Itadori then talks about how back with that special grade, he did somehow use cursed energy. Goja tells him to punch his hand 
to show him what he used. So he puts his hand up in like a high five formation. He says, hit this. And Itadori rears back and punches his hand like my five-year-old cousin would punch my hand. Doesn't do anything. Well, your cousin's scary, man. Yeah, well, to you, yeah. You're scared of everything. Well, you threatened. You threatened him, so don't say that. Threatened what? Your little cousin. Oh, yeah, I threatened the shit out of him. Oh, well, if he's not that much of a threat, then why are you threatening him? Because he's annoying. Oh, so he's threatening you with annoyingness? Yeah, he's annoying as shit sometimes, and I just tell him what's up. Must run in the family. Ka-chow! Damn. He's not blood-related. Well, actually, yeah, he is. It's a lie. (laughs) He then tells him curse Uh, energy... Chaz doesn't know how family works. He then tells him cursed energy comes from negative emotions, and you were probably brimming with anger and fear back then. Yuji asks if you have to be like Fushi and just snappy all the time to to be able to use this. And then we go over to Fushi, who just somehow knows that someone's talking about him like that, mm-hmm. which my guy, he does always know. He's a smart lad. And he just gets irritated. He suddenly just gets super irritated. Senpai tells Fushi to buckle up that there's only a month and a half till the exchange event, buddy. Gojo then <laughs> Gojo then says everyone's trained to produce cursed energy using the faintest sparks of emotion. <laughs> this usually takes several months. I'll have you use a pretty exhausting technique, though. And then Itadori's like, like what? And he says, watching movies. Which I agree. That is super. If you sit down and watch movies for an entire day, that is super exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting in a way, and then you can't go to sleep after. You know what I mean? Oh, I know exactly it's what you dangerous. mean. It's dangerous. You get like a crick in your neck or whatever. Crick in your neck, your you're eyes so are tired. You're so tired, but you can't go to sleep. Your eyes are exhausted. That's how it's I like put it. People should go outside or something, but that's just crazy talk. That is crazy. Everything from a masterpiece like Hot Rod to a C-grade horror film, like The Notebook, and then just to terrible French movies. Damn, Gojo really shitting on the French. He says, you'll be watching them nonstop while you're awake. And watching them with this Care Bear boxer. So we have another one of these Care Bear guys, and he calls it a cursed corpse. Yeah. And, you know, Yuji plays with a sleepy thing, and he's all confused, because this Care Bear is just sleeping. He's sleeping with a little tear in his nose. Well, not a little tear. It's a little snotty poo. Um, a yeah, tear in his nose. That's that how, stupid. This is how I feel when my allergies get bad. I just feel like I'm constantly blowing a bubble out of my nose. Then he says, if you don't keep pouring a set amount of cursed energy into it, it will do this. And then it just straight up punches him. What's up with all these violent bears in this I show? I know, dude. And then this one, you know... Uh, they only, we saw the Care Bear in episode two. Um, that one's pretty, you know, they produce those on a large scale. This snotty bear, they don't have as many as the, these. Gojo's lucky to have one. It's actually considered a pretty rare bear. Wow. I know, hopefully it doesn't get damaged. It would have to be a repair bear. Yeah. <laughs> then he goes, your first goal is to watch an entire movie without waking this thing up. This will help you train very steadily. He says, this this thing is set on a beginner's level right now, but we'll slowly build your way up as long as you get the hang of it. Then we go back to Fushi. 
He's talking to Panda, my guy, both of my guys talking now, who has an armband that I feel like I had to mention that says, I love sushi. Is that not just the cutest thing? Oh, so not uh He's got not an armband. Bam, not bamboo, huh? I mean, I'm sure he does, but he's got an armband that says he loves sushi. That's what makes it funny. Does it say love or heart? It says heart, but it's that's what heart means, right? Well, if you could uh if you could get the armband pronunciation right, that'd be great. They start talking about weapons. He asks Zenin Senpai about carrying them, and she says that she makes the panda do it. While the panda stands up and then just fixes the guy's rocks. What? <laughs> fixes the guy's rocks. I don't know what that means. Panda Wise Man says that some sorcerers keep cursed spirits that can store and retrieve objects. Fushi thinks back to Sukuna asking him why he ran and what a waste of talent. So Fushi's thinking to himself, Sukuna really got into his head and wanted to get into elsewhere too. But it's also where uh, Fushi realizes he's like, oh wow, he thought I was powerful enough to stand up to that specialty curse? Yeah, he's like, wow, I, I actually have the potential. And then... Fushi then sinks through the cement out of nowhere. He just sinks through it. Did you see that with his yeah, hand? Yeah, with his fingers. Yeah. He spent those, or sent those phalanges down into the concrete. That's awesome, dude. He's a philanthropist. We go to Yuji watching a bomb-ass movie. And by bomb-ass movie, they're trying to cut the wires of a bomb before it goes off. Ah, I see what you did there. He has a soda in his hand while he's training, and he just looks tired as fuck. He looks like anybody that's watched movies all day. Yeah. You just get extremely exhausted. And as the guy's about to cut the wire of the bomb, the most intense moment, the Care Bear just punches the shit out of his face with his drink in his hand, getting ready to sip. Uh, yeah, Yuji thought that this bear had fallen asleep, but it's a pretty aware bear. <laughs> So aware that it punches him right in the noggin. He then says, don't punch me while I'm drinking to this bear like it gives a single fuck. This is an uncaring bear. And Gojo says to not drink it thin. <laughs> oh my. Whoa, why did I say Not thin, to drink right? it thin? Gojo tells him to just not drink it then. I don't know. Not thin. He says, listen. It's not a prayer bear. It's not going to do what you ask it to. Yuji says you have to have chips and soda while watching a movie, though. This thing, though, he then, as he's drinking that, we they're watching another movie, and it looks like an evil, an evil place or whatever. And you can tell that this... Well, Fush, or, uh, you got me all messed up, too. Itadori's watching the movie, but... What we've got in front of him is a glare bear. He is not he taking is. its eyes off Itadori. And he's got that evil-ass look on his face. He looks like he's about to take him to his evil lair bear. And <laughs> I like it. You know, you forced it a little bit, but I like it. Gojo then says he has some business and to stay here. Gojo asks if he, if he talked to Sukuna while he was dead. And... You know, when he fixed your heart, did he propose any conditions or contracts? And Yuji sats there and he thinks that, uh, he thinks back to then and he can't really remember. And Gojo says, I see with one of the best clips in the whole episode because he says, I see 
when it pans up to his face and he's got blindfolds <laughs> all over his eyes. <laughs> so ironic. Next level. Yeah, so I took this as he knows what's going on here. He knows, I think, that... Don't you think... Gojo, I think, so next level that he knows that he's under... Yeah. Itadori's under Sukuna's will some way, somehow. Yeah. So let me go to this assistant to the manager who's driving Gojo around, and it's at night. You know, it's already eerily creepy. And, you know, they're driving around, and where's he taking him right now? I think I missed this part. Oh, uh, what does he say? I don't think it's really relevant. But they're by, like, an ocean or whatever, right? Yeah. And it just got me thinking, if um, if Itadori was ever stranded, like, in the middle of the ocean, it was just him and this bear, he does not like this bear. If he got stranded, he would not be afraid to light this thing on fire, throw it in the air to make a flare bear. Wow. I I would totally agree. I also don't think he would hesitate to grab a knife and make him a, a tear bear. Yep. While yep. he slices him. We might have repeated ones that we said on a couple episodes well, ago. Well, I'll be honest. I might, I'm kind of cheating. I've looked up things that rhyme with care, and you don't have that access. No, so I don't. That's why you came up with Lair Bear, and it's also why I came up with, you know, in, if Itadori and uh, the bear were to start a band, obviously the bear would play drums, and they would just call him the Snare Bear. <laughs> that's awesome, dude, how we're uh, doing this. Let's... We can continue on and compare bear our answers. Oh my god. So as they're driving. God, this is so shitty. Who's even listening to this? Terrible podcast. Worst one yet. So as they're driving, this guy, you know, he keeps driving Gojo around and Gojo just tells him to stop in the middle of the road and let him out. And the assistant to the manager asks if he's testing him. He's like, are you just testing me right now? Like, to see if I actually would do this? This assistant to the manager is so bitch. (laughs) And Gojo says, just leave. As he gets out of the car, and as he's standing in the middle of the road, Brocano comes flying out of nowhere, punches the ground because Gojo dodges him, and while he's making a dope-ass dodge in midair, says, who are you? So he tells the assistant and the manager to leave. He does yep. about the whole punch thing. If Gojo doesn't punch the manager, the assistant to the manager, the next time he sees him, I'll be very dis- disappointed. One, because I think that that's the type of funny guy Gojo is. Like he sees the irony in that and he'll think it's funny if he punches him. And the assistant to the manager's like, You said you weren't going to do that. And also, I just want to see that guy get punched because that mm-hmm. guy sucks. He does. The guy sucks so bad, and I would love to see Gojo just innate domain his ass. And it's a shame that we didn't get the payoff, because he does. He he dodges Brocano and says, who are you? And was there an after credit scene? Because I completely forgot about it. There, there was, was, but that guy should have said Jogo, because I think if he had, yeah. Gojo would have been like, <laughs> well, that's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but we got Gojo versus Gojo. No, we got Jogo we got Jogo versus, Go-Jo. versus Gojo. God, that's not confusing. And then, of course, it goes to Lost in Paradise. And then there was a post-credit scene. Actually, it was just, it was very short. Gojo starts an educational video where he low-key shits on Yuji. It's like the scene, like where they were earlier. They're in that room, and it's like at some point a camera crew came in, and they were like. Hey, we gotta do these instructional videos promoting the school, um, or not promoting the school. It's almost like 
It's the kind of video that they should show the first-year students, like the second day of class, but instead yeah. they send them to juvenile detention centers. Um, and he's just providing some tips on producing cursed energy. Okay. But he kind of shits on Yuji because he's like, you know, this guy can't do that. All right, good. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. End of episode. This was our longest one yet on Jujutsu Kaisen. I don't know how was that happened. Really? Yeah, it didn't feel... I think there was just a lot of info in it. Time flies by when you're having fun, yeah. You know, I thought it was well covered. We didn't do a question last episode, and even though it's our longest one yet, we do have a food question of the week from uh, Marco Stan. And um, basically, the way I'm going to do it is just name your top three chips. Uh, like one chip at a time, or the... the- what do you mean by that? Your top three chips. Mm-hmm. Your top three kind of chips. What are you? Why are you making this hard? I'm just so, clarifying. Uh, what? You? What do you? I don't like. Uh, then please make your clarification. Like kettle chips. Um, hey, wavy chips. Uh, are you talking about? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I see what your question is now, and I'm going to just repeat what I said. Okay. So you can quit being a dumbass. What are your top three chips? Jalapeno, salt, and vinegar. And God, I just blazing buffalo ranch, baby. Guy can't do a single thing right. It's unbelievable. I will ch- Jimmy do this. John's salt and vinegar chips. They, hey, now we're doing it right. Okay, Jimmy John's salt and vinegar chips is probably my top three. So fucking good. Vicky's jalapeno chips. So fucking good. Or Jimmy John's jalapeno stop, chips. Stop cussing so much. It's not necessary. We don't cuss on this fucking podcast. Um, all right, my last one: Blazing Buffalo Ranch Doritos chips, so fucking good. Number three, uh, I'm going Lay's salt and vinegar. Um, Lay's. Yeah, and you know why? Basic, hey, you know, you know, you know why it's basic. that. You know why it's that? Why? So I don't have to stroll into a Jimmy John's to get it. What the fuck are you doing? This guy, it's this freaky guy, fast. This dude. guy, this guy strolls in and pays two dollars and fifty for a snack bag of Jimmy John's salt and vinegar chips. Oh, dude, they're so good. I can get two family size bags. It's all about quality or quantity, not quality. Quality of the Lay's chips are just not very good. Number two, Ruffles cheddar and sour cream. Oh my god, great chip. What? I mean, those aren't. Those are pretty good. Number one, you left this off your list. There's no fucking way. Jimmy John's salt and vinegar chips is better than this chip because I've heard we've talked about this chip. Sun Chips Garden Salsa Chip. Uh, it's a little bit better than that one. Actually, oh. I'll, I'll replace my Doritos Blazing Buffalo Ranch because I rarely eat them with the Sun Chips Garden Salsas. Yes, they are fucking good. What are you doing with Jimmy John's chips? Dude, I just, there is just something about Jimmy John's chips that are supremely better than other salt and vinegar chips. It's not even close. God, you're so. Or Vicky's, we'll call Obnoxious. it Vicky's. Vicky's is like a company that, like, yeah, but it's they're they essentially you know taste what Jimmy John's is, you know what Jimmy John's is doing? They're literally taking out Lay's sun no, salt and vinegar it's chips. It's not even close. They're putting them down a belt. They throw like a little bit more salt on there, then they bag them up in their own bag. Oh, and they're like, oh, here you, know you go, guys. I'll go into Jimmy John's here soon, and we'll do a little taste test on the. You, hey, you show me. Jimmy John's didn't even make those chips. Show me the factory where Jimmy John's is mass producing chips for their stores. They're not doing it. They're buying I used it. To work there. They're buying it from an outside party, 
and the labeling it Jimmy John's. That's still Jimmy John's chips. It's just such a such a bad answer. And I hope you don't sleep tonight thinking of that terrible answer. That's what I think. But with that being said, I thought you did great this episode. I thought you did great, too. Good job, buddy. Uh, we'll talk with all of you later. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chad. And peace. peace.